0: And uh, we've got a very special guest in the studio today. Um, ben Pringle is here from Red Cross. How are you going, Ben?
1: Doing very well, thanks, Mike. Good to, have, good to be here.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's great to have you here. And uh, you've come in sort of at relatively short notice to talk to us a little bit about um, an exhibition that uh, Red Cross is organising at the moment. Um, and I, first I just wanted to talk to you a little bit about sort of the story behind this exhibition. So uh, there was a day last week called the International Day that disappeared on Sunday, I believe. That's right, yeah. Do you want to tell me a little bit about what that is? Sure. So
1: that's uh, um, every year uh, the Red Cross, as a global movement, does uh, recognises this very serious and quite solemn occasion where uh, those who have lost loved ones Uh, and may never indeed find them again um, uh, are recognized and their stories told. Uh, It's a chance to grieve with them uh, and show our support as an organization and uh, to uh, bring solidarity uh, to an issue that uh, I think for a lot of people isn't that um, widely talked about.
0: Yeah absolutely and so this year you've Um, chosen to do an exhibition is that right to draw attention to the day
1: that's right so um, about five years ago um, the international committee of the red cross who's one of our partners uh, commissioned this uh, photo exhibition it's called missing lives and it looks at the uh, the the conflict in former Yugoslavia from the 1990s Um, um, I'm sure many of our listeners will remember the the bombings and um, other pieces from that period but it's kind of gone into the distant past now with uh, with all of the more recent conflicts that occupy the news, but the stories are still alive. Um, there's still about 10,000 families that are missing um, missing loved ones, um, uh, still, still waiting to identify remains and bury their loved ones. And so we brought this photo exhibition across from Europe uh, and also from Australia. It's been touring around for the last five years, reaching cities all around Europe and Australia, uh, asking the question of people, what would you do if your family... Uh, if your loved one uh, disappears,
0: never to be found again. And I um, was was lucky enough to to go down to it today. And it, I mean, it's incredibly moving. Um, and something that really stuck out for me with it was it's almost like the the images are an, sort of an add-on to the stories that's there. So there's these these very short descriptions of sort of the background of each of the photos. Um, and one that really stood out in my mind was this photo of a um, person's hand holding a marble, mm. which... Um, was the last uh sort of toy of uh, a lady's child who was killed during the uh Srebrenica massacre um it's it's in- Incredibly moving. And can you tell me a little bit about the, the origin of the photograph? So it was a photo project, is that right?
1: That's right. So the, the photographer's name is Nick Danziger, and he's um, he's um, reached international acclaim for a number of projects, including one on the All He looked at the uh, the locker room of the All if you will, and uh, told that story. So he, he gets right up and uh, personal, uh, tells tells stories that are quite gritty, and um and this one is is particularly emotionally charged um that that photo you mention um I was lucky enough to talk to Nick on the phone about some of the different stories uh and he told me about that one and it's it's quite a it's a tragic story uh the woman the the the, the grieving the the widow uh came back to the house that she had lived in with her family uh it would been it had been burnt to the ground um like a lot of um, houses. And she was, you know, looking through the rubble, trying to find anything she could to a keepsake or a reminder. Um, and all she could find was that marble and a mathematics exercise book. And that's that's literally all that she has to remind herself of her two two young sons who
0: uh, were tragically killed during that massacre. It's uh, it's just tragic, isn't it? And I think um, there's there's also something there that there's a a sense that uh, people. Can't almost move on until there's closure with what happened to their loved ones too. It seemed to be a common theme in it as well. That's right. We um, one of
1: the, one of the main themes of this is the right to know, and by that we mean that people um, don't uh, don't even ask um, much. They just want to know that their, their loved one um, passed away, and they also just want to have uh, remains to bury. Uh, those seem like pretty small things from from our point of view. You know we. Um, we hold on to our loved ones, uh, but we don't really necessarily t- we take it for granted. Maybe that they um, will always be here. Uh, but for these people, um, you know, they've lived with for years with loss, um, and and are just desperate for some small token of closure. Mm.
0: Yeah, and so do you want to tell me a little bit about Red Cross's role with reuniting families?
1: Sure. So I'm part of the Restoring Family Links program, which is part of a global network um, that every year. Um, helps to reunite um, thousands of families all around the world um, and also re- reconnect families through um, Red Cross messages, uh, but also in, in some cases, like with the Balkans, um, provide closure for those who have, who have died and um, identify bodies. Uh, and there's also other services that are provided, but essentially we provide tracing um, and help uh, reconnect those who have been torn apart through war and through disasters. And that comes all the way back to New Zealand as well? That's right. So we um, we have um, close networks with all of the refugee communities in New Zealand. We work closely with them because um, almost, almost none, none of the refugees that have been settled here uh, are, c- are part of a complete family. They all have networks back home. They all have loved ones that are still living in the midst of conflict or in refugee camps. And so it's our job to do the best we can to assist those people and in a few cases, we're privileged enough to be able to bring about um, reunification. Uh, and those cases are ex- extremely special for us as an
0: organisation. Of course, yeah. And so for you personally, I mean, what, what do you think is important about this sort of work? I think there aren't enough uh, services really that can provide this
1: kind of support. It's a really difficult space um, because unfortunately the, um, the separation occurs in areas of conflict uh, it's just so hard to get in there and provide the kind of services that that are requ- um, pre- required. The Red Cross has a unique role in that because we work in those conflict zones. We, we're we a universal organisation. And so fortunately, we can help people um, in need by providing the tracing service that they so
0: desperately require. Yeah, sure, yeah. sure. So um, with the exhibition uh, sort of going on from that, what's why do you think it's important to have things like this? I think it's really good for
1: New Zealanders to, um, to be asked those difficult questions. I think we take for granted that our, our loved ones will be where we know they are at home. Um, if they're overseas, we take for granted that they'll be there when we, when we call them on Skype or email them. Um, but for a lot of people around the world, that's not something that you can take for granted. It's, it's not a certainty. Um, I think we were given a reminder of the frailty of human links with the Christchurch earthquakes, where people, even for a few hours, weren't able to contact their loved ones, and that caused tremendous anxiety and grief. And in, uh, and in a few, in many cases, there were uh, people that that died, and um, and the the grief and the and the anxiety was real. Um, so I think it's it's a, a timely reminder for New Zealanders that um, you you know you can't take these things for granted, and uh, that if they know people that um, have been affected by this kind of separation that it's, this service
0: exists, it can help people, and um, yeah. And I um, read this uh, beautiful quote on one of the images uh, at the exhibition, which said, uh, our humanity is defined by our behaviour towards our fellow man, which I think sort of sums it up when you read these these just horrific stories, and there's always that lovely sense of hope mm-hmm. with it too, which is so, so uh, surprising almost. Yeah, and
1: one of the the real um, um, powerful aspects of the whole photo exhibition is that looking at the individual stories and the, the victims, you can't tell what race they are. Um, one of the one of the big problems in the Balkans region is that everyone knows everyone's ethnicity based on their name uh, and where they live, and that was the cause of so much conflict and so much um, so much death. But looking at these photos, you can't tell that. And so, in fact, when the exhibition toured right through the Balkans. Uh, and there were, there were concerns that it would be very controversial and political, there wasn't that um, reaction because they're just individual stories, and that's the power of it.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, uh, it's, it's something that's very hard for us to comprehend, I think, I think here. Um, so if people listening want to support Red Cross, what could they do? So part of Red Cross is uh,
1: the Refugee Services uh, Network, which uh, works closely with all settled refugees, uh New Zealanders uh can um can get out and support refugee services in their community. Uh we take donated goods and uh use those to really welcome new refugees into this country as they settle. Um I think all New Zealanders are pretty are a pretty friendly bunch and uh, really willing to um to be good good neighbors, to be neighborly and support these uh, these newest New Zealanders. Um so uh small tokens of support like furniture and uh, and clothing. Uh, and even time, time is really valuable if you have a few hours spare each week to volunteer for refugee services. That's a, f- a fantastic way to show that you care about these people and uh, that you want to support them.
0: Cool. And uh, finally, the exhibition itself, when does it run to and where can people see it? So it's at the Embassy Theatre in uh, in Wellington, just down on Kent Terrace, and it's
1: running uh, from right now right through to the 13th of September. Uh, it's open every day free of charge from about 11 in the morning, I think, right through to close.
0: Great, cool, cool. Ellie, you've uh, got anything to well, I'm throw very, in there? I'm very keen to see the exhibition. Um, I'm just wondering uh,
1: how do so if people want to volunteer and help and give things um, just through the Red Cross New Zealand website, I'm guessing? Yeah, there's plenty of information there um, about the Refugee Services Programme. Um, you can read stories, you can read about the Restoring Family Links Programme as well and um yeah and it will um it'll help you uh get right into the local area and uh and find different ways of volunteering supporting the red cross and doing a bit for um uh, refugees in this country super and i guess uh, so i suppose there this, this must be some happy endings on there as well it sounds like a very bittersweet job that you've got where a lot of it you know can be very very difficult but but i'm guessing you get a real kick out of the, the happy endings. Yeah, that's that's absolutely right. Most of the stories are unfortunately um, very sad, but there is um, some some real happiness in seeing people get reunited. Um, one of the uh, the stories I love to tell is a, a Burmese refugee named Zorzor um, who spent five years working on a, a slave vessel, a uh, fishery vessel, uh, in Thailand, um, and his family thought that he'd, he'd died um, he thought they'd never see him again and it was it was very tragic, but eventually he made his way to New Zealand and through the Red Cross's assistance was able to reconnect with his family in a matter of months uh, and is now um, counting down the days until he can see them again. Um, and that's it's yeah his, yeah, his improvement
0: is just incredible. So it's, it's, really, it's really, great. I think yeah. that's a really nice note to end it on. Actually, yeah, I yeah. think so. And Ben, thank you. It's um, yeah, very you so inspiring much. the work you're doing. It's uh, it's uh, something you should be proud of. And I think uh, it's it's lovely to have you in here today. So thanks a lot for coming in. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Yeah. Cool.